Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I wish we could bottle up October for sports fans and spread out all of the great sports goodness that exists in this month into many months where there's nothing that goes on at all. How about June after the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals end? How about July? How about August? There's so much going on in October that it's hard to keep track on everything. We'll do our best. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Friday. Thanks for spending it with us. Let's start with the NFL, where maybe the Patriots have answered the question, are they done? Is the dynasty over? Or maybe not. If you go into the numbers, they gave up a lot of passing yards to Andrew Luck, who was able to move the ball up and down the field, even without T.Y. Hilton, even without a lot of his weapons, Jack Conklin, even with several different things working against them, they still moved the ball pretty well. Now, the Patriots won and never really were in doubt to speak of. It was 24-3, and then the Colts got it to 24-17, and the Colts decided, you know what, let's let Tom Brady stand in the pocket for 11 seconds. And then he lofted a pass into the right corner of the end zone, And there were two Colts defensive backs there who either should have intercepted it or knocked it down. And instead, Josh Gordon caught it. And from that point forward, the game was basically over. But the Patriots are now 3-2. and They get extra long time to prepare for what is going to be a pretty massive game, I think it's fair to say. The Chiefs are coming to town in New England. And that will be a huge game to see what happens there. 
and to see whether or not the Patriots can go to four and two. If the Patriots win that game against the Chiefs, then they'll be four and two. They'll have won three games in a row, and I think they will have answered a lot of questions. They did look better offensively. They looked more explosive. Brady looked more comfortable with Julian Edelman back on the field. And like we said, Josh Gordon made a play. So the Chiefs coming up, and we'll talk some about this game going forward. I think the best game of the weekend is the Jags going on the road against the Chiefs. And then the Chiefs will be going on the road against the Patriots. So we'll learn a lot about both teams because Mahomes mania could come to a screeching halt if the Chiefs lose at home to the Jags this weekend and then went on the road and lost to the Patriots too. Suddenly they'd be four and two. It would be a screeching halt for that momentum. Flip side is, look, Patriots look good now. They've won two games in a row after falling to one and two and getting whipped by Matt Patricia and the Lions. Now, maybe, we'll see. Maybe they've got their groove back. But that is one story. Another story. Congratulations to the city of Milwaukee. They have not been to the World Series, guys, since 1982. That is a long time. I know we talk a lot about long streaks in baseball, but to not advance to the World Series at all since 1982 is a long time for the city of Milwaukee. They got to win in extra innings last night. And then I hope some of you watched Lock It In, which was on while all these other sporting events were going on. But we had a primetime edition of Lock It In. I'll be curious to see how many people were watching. Feedback was good. If you watched, you can find me on Twitter. Let me know what you thought, at Clay Travis. We had the Dodgers go out and take complete control of game one. Never was in doubt from the first inning on against the Braves to go up 1-0 in that series. And those were the major sporting events that were going on. I know there were uh, preseason basketball games going on. Hockey, a lot of teams got their start on the hockey season on the Thursday after the opening Wednesday for the hockey season. So there was an abundance of riches that was out there for the average sports fan to watch. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched a lot of the Rockies game against the Brewers. It's going to surprise a lot of people because I had to wait and I didn't know what time we were going to be on. So I was sitting underneath the bright lights waiting to go on television. And while I was doing that, I was watching the Rockies and the Brewers game. But I was also watching uh, Thursday night football. And then I was flipping over some to watch the Dodgers game as well. So I watched a solid portion of all three of those games. I want to bring in the crew. We got a loaded show for you, by the way. Absolutely loaded show. My guy Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jackson, Birmingham, will join us in hour one. In hour two, we will be joined uh, by uh, my guy Dan Wetzel. I don't know if you're paying attention to this, but they're finally underway with the trials surrounding college basketball and the FBI charges and everything else there. And it's just one bombshell after another being relayed on the witness stand. It's not getting that much attention because it's in the middle of football season, hockey starting, and the Major League Baseball playoffs are going on. LeBron in L.A. is starting to happen. And it's just hard to keep track of all of those uh, all those different stories. But we're going to talk about this, and I think you're going to be blown away by some of the details that Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports national columnist, has reported. Also, in Hour 3, we'll talk with Joel Klatt. He's calling Oklahoma-Texas tomorrow. Red River rivalry, Red River shootout, Red River showdown, whatever you want to call that thing down in Dallas now. Joel Klatt will be with us in Hour 3 to break down that game along with the rest of the college football uh, landscape. Loaded show. I'll also give you the blood bank guarantee, all my gambling picks in the final segment of the show. Make sure you download the podcast. Don't miss anything there. We are over 60% so far through five weeks on the gambling show. 
uh, on the gambling season for college football. Uh, one bit of news as well. I want to thank you guys for making my book, Republicans by Sneakers, a national bestseller. Publishers uh, Weekly is the most reliable of the bestseller list. They put out the actual numbers of books that were sold. We were the best-selling sports book in America by far. Nobody else was really even close to us. And uh, I am blown away by the amount of support you guys have shown for my new book, uh, Republicans Buy Sneakers 2, which is in every bookstore in America. It's $16 on Amazon. You can also get a nine-hour unabridged version. But uh, we are on the national bestseller list with Publishers Weekly. Uh, We will also be on the list, I believe, with the Wall Street Journal. Uh, The New York Times did not include us, even though I should be number eight on uh, their list of the top-selling nonfiction books in America. So I appreciate all of you uh, and you guys making this happen. That's a big deal. Anybody who's ever written a book knows that feeling of waiting to see what's going to happen when the book comes out. And the response has been beyond phenomenal. Uh, I thank all of you for supporting the book. And and many of you bought not just one copy for yourself, but you bought a copy for somebody else. And uh, I really appreciate that. And uh, it means a great deal to me. And uh, thank you for all of the support you've shown for me and for that book. Now, let's bring in the crew. I want to find out what you guys were focusing on. Danny G, I bet you were most focused on the Dodger and the Braves game. I also watched the entire Brewers game. Hard to go back and forth. So during commercials, I would go back and I was able actually to see Moustakas's walk off. So I was happy that I caught that. And then when that was over, I kept checking back to see when the TV show with Rachel Bonetta, Rachel's show was going to start. You're in love with Rachel. Oh, man. She's really good. Yeah. There's something about her that uh, when she's on TV, I want to watch her. What'd you think of the TV show? Did not too bad, right? It, it was good. And I actually was getting my NFL updates from cousin Sal as he was watching TV while he was on TV. So that was interesting. It's always a challenge when you're on television and there's actually, I mean, I had my big, big screen right next to me too. And I wanted to watch that game as well instead of doing our actual show. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a funny thing. We're going to be on primetime again today. Uh, we'll be on right after the Brewers and the uh, and the the uh, uh, oh the Brewers and the Rockies game ends again today. So we'll be on FS1 in prime time. If people are still at work or they haven't set their DVRs or whatever, I'm curious from you guys to hear what you think of the new show. I'm sure you're going to get uh, plenty more feedback as more people start to tune in during prime time hours. And you don't what what game are you up against? There's a full slate of games tonight. We're on, it's a good question, we're on, FS1 has the, uh, the, the Rockies Brewers, and then they have the, uh, the Braves and the Dodgers, and we are on in between those two games. So uh, there's a lot of baseball games on, obviously. The benefit is there isn't an NFL game that is going to you know, drain or soak up a, a ton of attention, but we will be on in that middle part of the day on FS1 right after the morning or the early afternoon game and then before the uh, the evening game from Los Angeles. So if you just have it on FS1 and you're watching baseball all day, it'll be impossible to miss us. Nice. Yeah, and I, I think the standout players, pretty much what we expected. There's a reason Baker Mayfield was rocking that Christian Yelich jersey. Yelich is amazing. Hater came in the game, did his thing. And then for the Dodgers, 
boy, the bats. We've always said that the, we weren't worried about the bats. We were more worried about their pitching. Well, Ryu throws seven innings, only four hits. Jock Peterson starts the game off with a home run. Max Muncy, who's a great story after the A's dumped him, and now he's one of the best hitters on the entire Dodger lineup. And then Kike Hernandez went yard. So overall, just a really good sports night. And I got greedy. I was trying to watch it all. So I was switching back and forth from channel to channel to channel. Yeah, and and now that we move into uh, the Friday games and uh, the Rockies Brewers, I mean, it's an absolutely massive game for any of these teams that are trying to prolong the series. If you go down 0-2, even if you're on the road, road home doesn't matter as much in baseball, that's pretty substantial. And if you're a Dodger fan at this point, you got Clayton Kershaw coming back, right? Yeah, he's starting game two. Because I'm looking right now at the odds. The Dodgers are minus 185, which is the huge favorite, the biggest favorite by far, even bigger than the Red Sox over the Yankees with Chris Sale on the mound. So this to me is is, is a pretty big sign that the Dodgers are in excellent shape. And uh, if you go up 2-0 on the Braves, that's trouble. And certainly if the Brewers go up 2-0 on the Rockies, that's trouble. But we'll see what ends up uh, transpiring as uh, as these series play out. Again, just an embarrassment of riches as we head into the weekend and we've got all the college football in the NFL. Roberto, what was your primary focus uh, yesterday with all the sporting events going on? Uh, Brewer and Rockies game, and then I took a nap with my daughter while I'm babysitting and then uh, woke up and watched the Dodgers. Yeah, they, nap is uh, very underrated. Yeah. Uh, daddy daycare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, daddy daycare, indeed. Eddie uh, Garcia, what was your focus? Well, I was I was dabbling in a little bit of everything, and I have to ask Danny now what my move is. You've got things going on at the same time, so I've got the yeah. TV on whatever is interesting me the most at the moment, but I've got my laptop next to me, and if I have to go to the phone for a third option, I'll get the phone too, and then I'll just kind of rotate. Whatever, whatever thing is like the most interesting, I'll put it on the big TV, and I'll kind of switch things around. It's just multitasking going on for me, but I was all in on Rockies Brewers until the end, uh, then uh, went, was going back and forth between Dodgers and the uh, Thursday night football game. Uh, Dub, is Dub working there? Dub, what you got for me, man? I went down to a local watering hole and I was spoiled. I mean, they had three big screen TVs, got a little bit of everything, saw the baseball, saw the football, and we got some Predators action on the middle screen as well. It was a good night. There is, is there any argument at all for sports fans that October is the best month by no, far? If you, none. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. I was trying to think what you could argue otherwise. Maybe. I, I mean, there's too maybe, much. No, there's no. There's yeah, no. maybe you could do March because there is, you know, like with the March Madness yeah. going on. There's a there's a lot of opportunity there, and but I, I just I don't even think it's close. I think October, if you're a sports fan, is is honestly. I mean, I I've always thought that I wish I could relocate a lot of the. I feel like sports is not very balanced in terms of the calendar. And that in October, we have so much going on. And then I know this doing Sports Talk Radio. Once the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals are over, there's a long offseason where virtually nothing is going on from mid to late June until late August. It's really just kind of a dead season because people still take off the summer substantially. And there's this idea that people don't watch sports as much in the summer, which I don't think is true, but maybe historically was true. Um, And so as a result, you just have the regular season of baseball. And it's just hard to get psyched up about regular season baseball. Because frankly, it's, I mean, people watch their local team, but even if you watch local team baseball, 
if you lose, okay, you're on to the next story the next day. It's hard to really get a large audience watching any game. I'm going to bring up my guy, uh, Lance Taylor, here in the next segment. We're going to hang. Uh, I'm going to ask him what he thinks about the Rams. Uh, he's a huge Rams fan. Does he believe that the Rams should be minus 3,500 to uh, to make the playoffs the biggest favorite by far, the overall favorite for the Super Bowl? What does he think about the Patriots? And uh, as we head into the weekend, what are his favorite bets for college football and the NFL? We'll get to all that, and uh, we're going to have a good time. I appreciate you spending your uh, time with us. We are, of course, uh, big fans of gambling in general on this show. I apologize to everyone out there for giving you the Colts last night. I thought the Colts would keep it competitive. They had kept the first uh, four games they played competitive. They kept it competitive only a little bit. The end of the third quarter, they scored uh, to get inside the number, and then they gave up 14 quick points, that tip ball uh, interception. There were three tip ball interceptions last night where wide receivers, or uh, in the case of Rob Gronkowski, a tight end, should have caught the ball. They basically juggled it and threw it right into the hands of the other team. Two for Brady and one for Andrew Luck. And I thought that was the swing moment last game uh, in, uh, in, in, in many respects, was, uh, was the inability of the receivers to hang on to the balls there. Regardless, which side of the game you were on, you're probably going to be on a lot of different sides on Saturday and Sunday as well. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National columnist at Dan Wetzel. Dan, you are covering a trial, which is a blockbuster trial. If it were happening in July or August, it's all anyone would be talking about. Tell us what's going on, because I feel like the vast majority of my audience has no idea about this story really weird that it isn't bigger. I mean, I get the timing. I, I agree with your point, but um, we basically have the federal, the first of the federal uh, fraud uh, charges involving college basketball. And, uh, you know, it was a big story a year ago, a little over a year ago, when the FBI uh, had their investigation came out and 10 guys were indicted and all that. Well, this is the first trial. We have a, a middleman uh, Christian Dawkins and two Adidas executives, and uh, the trial's been going on all week in New York. And uh, yesterday, in particular, when a, a father of a top, of a top player, uh, Brian Bowen, uh, Brian Bowen Senior, whose son Brian Bowen uh, Two was uh, you know like one of the top twenty-five players in the country a couple of years, and really is the, the the guy that got hundred grand from Adidas to go to Louisville, which caused Rick Pitino to be fired. Uh, Brian Bowen Sr. took the stand and just detailed all the different people that paid for his son and offered his son money and everything. And, uh, yeah, in terms of college sports news, like this is it's a lot bigger than Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. But because Notre Dame, Virginia Tech's going on, I think no one's really talking about this thing. It's a little wild. So basically what you've got here is something that fans have talked about for a long time. You have got a somebody on the witness stand who is telling everything about the, the, the purchase and recruitment. It's like blue chips brought to life, right? Yeah. Somebody on the witness stand saying what I think many people have believed for a long time which is much of this idea that, oh, this guy's a great recruiter or, oh, this guy just decided to go there because he liked their, uh, you know, like a theater Beautiful. arts program. Like yeah. all of that is a sham. Most of the time these guys are being bought and paid for to come to school. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's what this is showing. And I, I'll give you just two, before I get into maybe all the examples if you want, but this kid's like the 28th best player in America, Brian Bowen, too, the Tugs Bowen. Like, this isn't, this isn't Zion Williams. This isn't number three player. This isn't DeAndre Ayton that you go, oh, man, if I get that guy, like, he's automatically changing my program. This is like a, a real good player, but not your guaranteed NBA. And to put it even beyond the colleges, after his sophomore year of high school in Saginaw, Michigan, Adidas paid, according to his dad, paid his dad $25,000 so his son would play for an Adidas AAU team in Michigan wow. rather than a Nike team. He made twenty five grand in a summer from a shoe company playing basketball. Like, talk about a good summer job. That's not bad. And, and, and this also factors in, too, because you hear people say, oh, we got to pay the athletes. Maybe a lot of the athletes are getting paid already. Well, they're getting paid already, and this is the thing. The schools don't have to pay the athletes. Right? Like They had to do this clandestine thing because the NCAA frowns on this. Tell me what's wrong with a multinational company wanting to give a kid from Saginaw some money to play ball for the summer. Like, who's the loser here? It's win-win. Like, it's great. You know what? I think that's the stupidest use of money Adidas ever could have. But Adidas makes that decision. And if they want to hire a kid for a summer to work, great. <laughs> where's, the, you know, where's the downside? Only the NCA could make this an actual federal crime where these guys got to do this. So there's a lot going on here. But the idea that there's just, I mean, they're, they, you are swimming in opportunities to make money. And then the next year, if he got paid to play for a team from Chicago and they had another team from Indiana bidding for him, it was less than 25 grand. He was eight, he claimed, and they, the other one had 18, but didn't like the coach. But basically, colleges don't have to pay any of these guys. Just leave it open to the market and let the shoe companies pay him to play for the summer. And they got money, but then obviously you get to college, and here comes the, the the bigger bids. So, what this proves under oath, assuming that these guys are not perjuring themselves and making up testimony, which would seem to be a ridiculous thing to do given the, the circumstances, is that the NCAA is basically a completely sham organization, and no one respects it. Right? I mean, is that the biggest takeaway that you have gotten so far from a college perspective? is that the idea that the NCAA is policing the game or that there is in some way a true amateurism that exists in college basketball, at least, is totally yeah. a sham? It, 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 the, case is, the defense is basically this entire thing is so corrupt that you can't pick out the corruption. Now, the corruption is being defined by NCAA rules. but So, you know... The prosecution brings out like a compliance director from Louisville, who's you know he's oh well we fill out this form and we got this rule and we got you know bylaw thirty four dash B point six you know subset A and all these different things, and you bring out Brian Bowen Senior, who's a you know retired cop in Saginaw. He's basically like everyone was paying my kid, my kid could play ball. Everybody wanted him, and you know here's. You know, here's Adidas, Louisville's corporate partner, paying us a hundred grand. I mean, including like him getting like nineteen grand in cash in a parking lot once um, to go play for for Louisville. And yeah, Rick Pitino didn't say anything about it. But why would he think my kid would all of a sudden at the last minute? Like 
the recruitment of Brian Bowen to Louisville took like five days. Like he he never visited, never talked to them, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, um, you know, uh, he, he just puts it together at the end of the at the end, like late. He's a late signee. Signs in June of of his senior year, and, and he signs with Louisville after like a five six day recruitment. So. If you're Louisville and a five, if you're the Louisville compliance office and a five-star recruit signs with your school in June, that's a red flag. If you've been recruiting them for five days, that's a red flag. If the kid you know shows up on a visit and eight hours later it's done, that's a red flag. Like if you're really policing this, the Louisville compliance office goes, hold on, we got to hear more about this. We got to look at this. We, they don't just sit there and go, well, Coach Patino said nothing happened, so let's just take this kid. Even though that's like your son showing up today with a hundred dollar bill, and you go, and where'd you get that? Oh, I was found at that. You know, really? <laughs> let's you know, let's look into this a little more. What? And so, yeah, this is, this is garbage. And you can say the compliance director doesn't uh, doesn't want to uh, you know doesn't want him paid, but. Brian Bowen Sr. is fielding, you know, offers from all these coaches and who's really running the program, Rick Patino or the compliance track. The question that I have when I see all this, I have so many questions, but one, what do they say about how the money gets there? Are they wiring it? Is it all, I know you mentioned $19,000 in cash. When somebody gets $100,000 to go to Louisville to play basketball, is that $100,000 in cash? Is it payable like a monthly basis? I mean, I'm curious how the money gets to the player. Did they get into any of those details? Well, he got, he, he, got, um, he got busted pretty quick. So he only got one payment. Uh, that was uh, nineteen thousand four hundred. He got a he got handed to him in a parking lot in New Jersey. He flew to New Jersey to get it from this financial planner. Uh, it, their system of getting the money from Adidas was basically to have like you basically you're going to hire this guy to be a consultant, and they were going to put through like some sham uh, sham invoices and things like that. And Adidas knew they were doing it. They were just trying to conceal it from the NCA. So he did. Here's an absurd thing. Here's a, a multinational company that wants to pay somebody, and they have to hide it because of the NCA rules. Which like, is nothing, why they would pay in cash. Right, right. Nothing. Like, he's not. This isn't like I'm accepting stolen property from the guy, or this is not a drug deal. They just want to pay. They they want his son to play for their school. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. And any other thing, you'd be like, man, that's awesome. So, but to the mechanics, yeah, there's there's cash payments, there's wire transfers. I mean, he was also getting two two grand a month from this would be agent. He's getting he got paid he got paid two grand a month. He said from a high school coach to go play for. Uh, La Lamere Prep in Indiana, one of these big basketball factories, two grand a month to play high school ball. Um, you know, so they just find different ways to get it. Um, you know, uh, we're how, all however, the, but, yeah. we're all of the shoe companies doing this day, and I know Adidas yeah, is different. substantially a part of this investigation. But do we think Under Armour? Do we think Nike? Do we think uh, you know uh, everybody basically that's trying to get into the basketball game? Yeah, Adidas isn't bidding against itself for the 28th best player. Yes. Uh, one of the players involved uh, in this, Silvio D'Souza, now we haven't gotten all the evidence on, on him, but he plays at Kansas. He was originally going to go to Maryland, uh, and he got he was promised or had received, they haven't really snuffed out the details, but 20 grand from Under Armour 
to go play for Maryland, which is an Under Armour school, and Adidas had to come up with twenty grand to buy out that deal, basically, and then get him to go to Kansas, where they wanted him to go. So, uh, you know, they're all involved. Look, at this is... I mean, look, it's possible. It's possible that a top 100 player is not taking money. It's possible that a top 100 player in this country does not have, is not getting thrown money to play AAU ball, have multiple shoot companies bidding on him, have a million people trying to steer him on what college to go with, and the college coaches knowing it, either directly or just, hey, can you help me out here? What do you think we can get done here? You know? And, and they know, hey, that's, that's Rick Pitino on the phone. I'm supposed to get him players. There is possible that there are kids that are just being recruited. It is improbable that that is happening, but it is possible. So the any of these schools, any of them, or any of the players are following the NCAA rules the way the NCAA wants them to is a joke. Any. Okay, I mean, it's just this is the 28th best player in the country. He's getting paid 25 G's to play high school to play summer ball, and two grand a month to play high school ball. Uh, forget it. <laughs> so what's the what's the so if you if you think based on sitting at this trial and what's being said under testimony and all the evidence that's coming out, what you just said, which is that basically to its core the idea of amateurism in college athletics is a total sham there's no truth to it everybody's getting paid what happens next like what happens to college basketball for me i'm probably like you i don't particularly care whether these guys are getting paid to play college basketball or not it doesn't impact my enjoyment if they have a nicer apartment or if they have a nicer car and they're playing college sports i've always thought that's one of the funniest aspects of this like why do i care what they do in the hours when they're not enrolled at school you know on the court or on the football field or whatever else but what's the actual impact if the ncaa is basically being shown to be an emperor with no clothes yeah, I mean, how about I'd rather you remain poor for a couple more years yeah, it's ridiculous. back in all Michigan. Yes. I don't want you to you and your family to have any money. I want you to be poor. <laughs> like that, that's what they're saying. Yes. Because it'll 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 impact my enjoyment of the game. Yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, kid gets a couple bucks, good. Um, I, let me tell you what's going to happen. Nothing. Nothing's going to happen because the people that make the rules profit off of these rules. They don't want them paid. They don't want to share the Adidas money. They don't want any of that. There is. Let me tell you about this trial. You know who isn't here? Brian Bowen's here. A bunch of street guys. All these guys are here. Not Mark Emmert. Ain't seen the NCAA president. Not Jim Delaney, Big Ten commissioner. Not Bob Bosley, Big Ten commissioner. Not, not an associate commissioner. Not an athletic director. Not a coach. Nobody is even there to hear these stories. Nobody is here to hear what the truth is on how this works. None. Zero. Not one person in college athletics, as their sport, is being completely laid bare, stripped down. Here's the truth. Is here. You know what those people do? They get Condoleezza Rice to do a, quote, blue ribbon committee and then tell us what the problem is and make some suggestions. They don't listen or care or talk or have any interest in Brian Bowen Sr. telling the truth of what it's like being a guy with a great basketball player. You want a Blue Ribbon Commission? It's Merle Code of Adidas and Christian Dawkins, a a runner and would-be sports agent, 
talking about how everything works on a wiretap that they don't know anyone's listening to. That's the truth. They don't want the truth because it might have to act on it. So nobody's there. Nobody cares. Dan Wetzel with us now, Yahoo Sports National columnist. He's covering this blockbuster trial surrounding how much guys are getting paid to go to play college basketball. And Dan, one of the stories, I'm reading your story, and I'm like, I can't believe this isn't getting more attention. These are under oath comments that are being made about everybody getting paid to go play basketball. Is one reason why this isn't getting a ton of attention because fans just don't care anymore? And if so, how much harder does this make ever punishing schools going forward for paying players to become if fans are just like, you know what, I like college sports. I don't care whether the guys get pl- get paid. Doesn't the moral authority of the NCAA just cease to exist? I, w- I would think so. I mean, I just don't know how you take this thing seriously, especially if they lose this trial, because they're basically trying to say you committed a federal offense of wire fraud or wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud by defrauding the schools. And by defrauding the schools, you made a player ineligible. So these guys basically paid Brian Bowen Jr. to go to Louisville, and by doing so, they made him ineligible to play at Louisville, and thus Louisville was defrauded because they had an ineligible player. It's a really strangled, I think, legal argument to make. When these guys are going, we were helping Louisville. Yeah. We got them the great player. And they were paying them too. They paid thirteen hundred for something. We don't know all yet. And oh, look at all the other schools. I mean, they sitting there going, um, you know, Christian Dawkins, this kind of middleman, was working as an angle, and he was kind of their his agent. And he's bringing offers to Brian Bowen Senior. And he's saying, "Look, you want to go to Arizona? They'll give you fifty thousand." Is what he said yesterday. You want to go to Oklahoma State? They'll give you one hundred and fifty thousand. An eight thousand dollar car, eight thousand dollars for a car, and uh, and a house, some undisclosed amount for a house. Those quote unquote. Okay, uh, I guess the house is in Stillwater, but it's still a house. I mean, what the heck, right? A house. Uh, you want to go to uh, uh, Creighton? They'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, when I hear be- that Creighton is buying right. players, I'm like, every single school in the country is buying players. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Creighton has stepped it up. You know, they're in the Big East now. And I'm actually kind of proud of them. They definitely acted like a high major here, right? Like, no more little mid-major Creighton. Yeah. All right, we got 100 Gs for you. But here's where they failed. They said, we'll also help you get a job, a really good job, like in Omaha. No, 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 there's no job. That's where they fell. That's where it fell. Yeah, apart. right. The big schools aren't doing a job. They're just giving you the cash. So, but a hundred grand to Creighton. Uh, there was I'm trying to think of the other ones that he he laid out. Uh, Wasn't well, Oregon part here. of this too? Because what I wonder is, to when when do the shoe companies turn on each other, or have they already turned on each other and start firing away at each other to try to uh, to protect themselves? When in reality, they're all in a big mud pile. Well, I think they're all shook, a little shook, because all of a sudden it's a federal offense. Right. Maybe. You know, we'll see. But, I mean, the defense is saying, hey, Nike's doing it, Under Armour's doing it. They're trying is this to a jury it. trial or a bench trial? Jury trial. Jury trial. What, do you, what, kind of vague, uh, what kind of reaction have you seen from the jurors in the courtroom as you watch this testimony? Are they engaged? Do they seem sympathetic? I mean, I know it's hard to read body language, but yeah, what do I mean, you pick up? I mean, it comes and goes, because it depends on the, the lawyers are being boring. 
but um, it's not a, a, it's a it, the jurors were I was there for jury selection. They are not big fans. They kind of threw out all the fans, which I thought was a little weird. They also had this kind of weird criteria where, like, if you disagreed with the NCA, then you couldn't provide a fair trial. But if you did agree with the NCA, then it's okay. You're you're of open mind. Like, I don't think believing in NCA rules is the middle ground. It seems one side or the other. But anyway, it's a New York jury. It's very diverse. You got a lot of people that, you know, aren't. Now, this is the Southern District of New York. They do tons of fraud cases, you know, financial things, all different stuff. So there's a lot of complex cases. It seems to work. Outstanding stuff, as always. I got a hard out here at the okay. bottom of the hour. Dan, I want to get you on next week. How long are you going to be covering this trial? At least a few more days. We'll see. A few more days. Next week, we're going to get Dan Wetzel on. I might want him to come on for an hour with us because I think this story is a blockbuster story. You can follow him on Twitter. Thank him for coming on with us at Dan Wetzel on Yahoo Sports. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Don't really like to brag. Don't really like to draw attention to myself. But through five weeks... Through five weeks, these picks that I have given out to all of you are winning at an excess of 60% rate. 60.3% winners so far through five weeks for my college football gambling picks. And so here we go. Get your pen and paper ready. It's time to get rich, boys. Cue the music. Guess who's back? It's time. A.K.A. Mr. Make It Rain on the move. For Clay Travis to make us rich. I'm rich. Including the legendary, famous, well-known, talk of the town, most celebrated. I'd buy that for a dollar. Blood. Bank. Guaranteed. Syracuse is going on the road against Pittsburgh. Here's all you need to know. One team is good. That team is Syracuse. One team is not good. That team is Pittsburgh. Syracuse covers with Eads. I actually really like Eric Dungy. Clem, uh, Clemson should have lost to Syracuse last weekend. But for a couple of plays, I told you to take Syracuse last weekend. We got the easy cover. It's happening again this weekend. Mizzou is going on the road at South Carolina. Mizzou is coming off a bye week. Mizzou has had time to get ready for this game. Mizzou is going to beat South Carolina straight up as the underdog on the road. Take the Tigers to win. Auburn. Tap the veins, boys and girls, at Mississippi State. The blood bank guarantee. This means you run down to the blood bank and you sell your platelets if necessary. Take the under in this game. It's not going to be 3-2 to like the incredible Auburn at Mississippi State game from years past, the greatest under maybe of all time. But Auburn is going to cover, they're going to win, and the under is going to cash with ease. Make sure you run there and hook up yourself while you can. Also, on top of that, Oklahoma, Texas. I think the over is going to hit. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game, lots of possessions. You just heard Joel Klatt talking about it. Make sure that you hit the over there. Got a bunch of unders for you in the SEC. Kentucky at Texas A&M, the under. Alabama at Arkansas, Bama's going to lobotomize Arkansas it ain't going to be close pray for the Razorbacks LSU at Florida the under you just heard us talking about that game I love the under UConn at Memphis I'm on Memphis UConn is awful Notre Dame I'm on the Fighting Irish at Virginia Tech we're going 10 and 0 get rich kids 10 and 0 coming Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.